Ladies and gentlemen, now it's too late with Alan Mosley. Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley. Joined, as always, by the number one producer in Late Night, it's Dave Wilimowski. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I've had a really exciting week. Been doing a lot of work on this show, which is refreshing, you know. <laughs> oh, doing God, something what new. an idiot, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so just 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 invoice the parent company Alan Mosley TV. Put on there. I'm thinking net fifty years. We'll we'll send you a check. Okay, yeah, I'll set that up. All right, sounds good. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, Dave. You too. <laughs> Dave is so taken <laughs> aback that I said I gave him well wishes for the holidays that he was stunned in disbelief. I, I did. I couldn't believe that you were possibly talking to me. Okay, even though I said comma Dave at the end of the sentence. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, so, okay, here's the thing about Thanksgiving. It's always you either go to a family member's house and they're kind of like in charge of the primary festivities and maybe you're bringing a dish, or you're one of these unfortunate SOBs where everybody's coming to your house and you're <laughs> the one that's up at like three in the morning cooking, right? That's how it was at my house. Dave? Are you guys the visitors or the home team? Well, at first we we did do it. As soon as we got our own house, we did the family Thanksgiving. But then my brother got a house. He got and it's larger than ours, so it fits everybody better. So he got suckered into it. Yeah. See, that's the thing is that don't be upset, folks at home. This is this is maybe for more for the young people in the audience. Don't be upset if you get like a cousin or an in law or a sibling who winds up like you know. Oh, look at me. I'm you know, they, they became a doctor or a lawyer and they went and bought a big house up on the hill. That just means they have to host all the holiday get togethers and you can, you can literally just get out the Velveeta shells and cheese like 30 minutes before you're supposed to be there and be like, yeah, look, I slaved over this all day. Take it. You ungrateful piece of shit. And then there you go. You're done with the holidays. That's the oh, way you to do the leftovers. it. That's the way to do it. My family always like it was always a bittersweet time at Thanksgiving and Christmas because you know how Thanksgiving and Christmas both fall. I mean, they're only like a few weeks apart. Right. And so mm. and they're also the only times of the year that you do this whole huge festive like turkey and ham and dressing and rolls and everything. And so you'll, you'll go like 11 months doing nothing. And then over the course of like four weeks, you're going to get up twice at like 2 a.m. and start cooking for the whole family who shows up, eats and leaves. <laughs> that's how that's how it was for my family i don't know this i tried to start this off as like a happy holiday greeting and it became really bitter all of a sudden <laughs> i don't know if you know everything that. wrong with the holidays yeah <laughs> speaking of everything wrong with the holidays uh folks who've watched the show for a while you know that sometimes we try to do something fun or festive in the monologue and and I'll sometimes I'll go on Twitter because I'm like, well, let's just let's just see what people are talking about. Let's just see what's trending. And I thought, surely there'll be something trending about Thanksgiving or Black Friday or whatever. But what was trending was hashtag CIA killed JFK. Oh, and I thought, oh, wow. Well, and of course, and right below right below that was happy Thanksgiving. And I was forced into making a choice. Do I, do I stay on target and get something fun for the show, or do I go down the rabbit hole? 
So we went down the rabbit hole. I clicked Fantastic. on CIA killed JFK. But pull up this first site right here. So this is kind of what spurred the whole conversation. Uh, you might remember they were supposed to release a bunch of files associated to the JFK assassination. And now the Biden White House has delayed the release of those files, blaming it on COVID-19. Now, I don't... <laughs> I don't, How convenient. I don't yeah, I don't I don't exactly know what COVID-19 has to do with with the files being delayed. I mean, it's some BS of, well, you know, we were going to release how Bush Sr. killed the president, but we can't because, you know, my secretary's sick. Yeah, pull that back up, Dave. Thanks a lot. Jesus, Dave, what was that? It's the new Dave experimental technology. Guys, Dave has been putting countless hours into this this new automated production of the show. And then that happened. But I'm not going to call him out live on air. I would never do that. Oh, All right. You're above that. I'm, I, I am. Thankfully. <laughs> yes. Um, and so it, what? what's truly remarkable to me, because I don't really want to get into a whole bunch of conspiratorial stuff. It's more just to say that that actually happened, though. That that was actually trending on Twitter in current year. That just just the masses, just the regular folks out there... We're, we're openly having conversations on social media about, hey, do you know, you know, the deep state killed the president? Did you hear about that? Like, that was an actual conversation wow. going on in the – like, we've moved on from Rittenhouse. We're done with that. Okay, yeah. that guy that guy killed some pedos and he got off. Great. But did you know that yeah. the CIA killed JFK? And I was like, wow, what a transition that was. Well, we can't be talking about that Maxwell lady. We've got to have something else. Very true. We're going to save that for later because I kind of feel like, I mean, because really, what is there even to talk about right now? Because they're not talking about it. But we're, mm -hmm. we're going to save that. We're going to save that for a few weeks down the road. Um, but I am happy to announce we do have a new sponsor for tonight's show. Check out our new sponsor. It is uh, Mother's Polishes, Wax and Cleaners. It's never a tragedy to admire your car's beautiful shine. That's Mother's Polishes, Waxes <laughs> and Cleaners. I mean, I thought that was a pretty good commercial. I I saw that earlier, and it didn't even register. You know, we've only <laughs> we've only conned like three people into doing advertisements with us, and I'm pretty sure I've run them all off. Like just personally, I did that. Um, speaking of running people off, so we have a conundrum a conundrum tonight, Dave. Mm -hmm. Last week, a bunch of people were saying, "Hey, next week is like the Thanksgiving show. You sh you should do you should do a tier list for Thanksgiving." And then they're like, ooh, you should do a pie tier list. And I had told people, because me, being, being, a, that. I, being a man of the people as I am, I had said, okay, we'll do a pie tier list next week, you guys. Mm -hmm. But then I forgot that we had a guest this week. We're mm -hmm. going to have Mike Meharry, National Communications Director of the 10th Amendment Center, was going to come on this week. And I always give the, de the guest two segments, and we're going to talk about things and stuff. Awesome. And I was like, well, wait, wait a minute. That's one segment too many. How are we going to fit all this in? And then I finally we, decided, well, I, I can't just not do the pie tier list. You can't, if you say honest. you're going to do something and you don't do it, you might as well just give up. Yeah. So now we're going to do the pie tier list. So go ahead and pull it up here. The pie tier list. And joining us for the pie hey, tier list. Hey, look who list, it is. It's Mike Mahangry. Oh, hello. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. <laughs> 
Just just before we get started, by the way, I just want to point out, there's probably some people watching the show thinking, did, did Mike just sit there in silence for like this whole first eight minutes of the show? The answer is yes, but he was also sitting here for like 44 minutes before that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just ran into the studio just now. Yeah, you were it. in the green room where you have your white M&Ms and... <laughs> Only and, white. <clears throat> uh, Diet Mountain Dew, right? Yeah, right. Okay, all right. Just make sure, yep, okay, oh. I'll make sure I got it. He'll never come back if I ever mess that up. No. Um, so since we're since we're already going to be over like four and a half hours, let's go ahead and start the the uh, th- the ultimate Thanksgiving pie yeah. tier list. You guys know the drill. We start with the S tier, which is the the pie you just can't miss. Uh, it goes down A B C D. Um, we have included F, and then we've actually added a special category never had because some very angry listeners from the last <laughs> couple of lists we did said, "Well, if you've never had it, you shouldn't rank it. It can't just be bad because you've never had it." That means you've never had it you don't know so now we have a category called never had all right we're gonna start off with number one uh i'm gonna pull this up here so that i can actually operate this abomination uh starting with apple crumble so apple apple crumble pie so it's like apple pie but you know it's got the it's got the crispy bits and stuff in it um now I got to be honest with you. I don't really even like pie that much. So, so I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be heavily dependent on uh, Dave and Mike. Uh, so Dave, I, I heard you. You already said that. I heard heavy breathing with him. That's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. so Mike, what do you think about am, apple crumble pie? I'm a fan. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, probably my favorite apple. Okay. Oh, for sure. For sure, it's way better than like regular apple. Yeah. Oh, so so is this S tier? Is this the best of the best? I don't know that it's the best of all a. pies, but it's definitely the best of the apple pies. Okay, well, we'll put it in A for apple. See, I really like pie, too. I don't eat a lot of it, but it, it's going to be hard huge, to rank anything low. I'm a huge pie fan. Okay, well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. So now, <laughs> apple. Just regular old, the classic, as American as apple pie. So, so you're saying it will definitely go below, yeah, the apple crumb. But is it just lower in A, or is it actually a lower tier? It's gonna be up. Is this with or without ice cream? Oh, I think we're just running the base model. Oh, yeah. I feel like I feel like it, we can't open up Pandora's box of of additives. So See, I might say... I might go I might go down to a C without the ice cream. Because that's, that's what the that, apple crumble does for you, is you don't need the ice cream to mm-hmm. make it good. That's true. See, might be a, a, a good benchmark for a regular apple pie, and then everything else will be ranked accordingly. Yeah, I like that. Okay. I like that strategy. So, so top of C or bottom of B? Let's throw in C. Okay, top of C. All right, so, it's, so instead of having the Dalton line, we have the apple pie line. <laughs> everything above apple pie is good. Everything below apple pie is bad. Kind of like the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah, exactly. He's Dave, he's a racist, Dave. I'm sorry. I did. I should have warned you before. All right. I don't know these references. Uh, next we have <laughs> banana cream, banana cream pie. Now I love bananas, even though I don't love pie in general. I do love bananas, and and banana cream pie is pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. That's take so, thanks, take. Is banana cream better than apple pie? Yes. Yes. Okay. Is it better than apple crumb? No. Mm. 
Okay. Is it is it close to Apple Chrome or notably worse than Apple Chrome? To me, it's close. Yeah. Okay. So I we'll would put go it, with close. We'll put it in A below Apple Chrome. Okay. Uh, the next one is, this is going a lot better, I think. With three it. people. That's insane. With the, yeah, with more people. <laughs> Mike, we, we did a Halloween candy list. It took 43 minutes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, blackberry, blackberry Ooh. pie. Now, for me, I'm I love blackberries. Okay. So for for me personally, that's gonna go right up there with the apple crumble. Oh. Like I would put them, I would put them on an equal plane. Okay. So so definitively above the apple uh, demarcation line. Yes. Uh, what do you think, Dave? I can't say for sure I've ever had it. Ooh. Yeah, but I imagine it's it's amazing. So I'm, I'm gonna it's, I'm gonna it's a little bit of the sweet the tart, and if you have a nice sweet crust, mm. okay, it's I, another I, one that really needs ice cream too. But yeah, I've had blackberry preserves. I don't know if I've even had blackberry pie, but you're saying it's way up there. So so we're gonna split the difference, and we're gonna say that it's a tier right below the other two. Okay. All right. I'm all right with that. Uh, blueberry, blueberry pie. Yeah. Blueberry goes. Blue, blueberry goes right above blackberry for me. Right above oh. blackberry. Yeah. Oh. I like blueberries I better than blackberries. Oh. What about blueberry, Dave? I agree. I concur. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna. I can't because I can't even see. Jesus. All right. We're gonna put it right above. I've had blueberry pop tarts and they're okay. So, that's. You're welcome. Um, cherry, cherry pie. I'd put that just below apple for me. Same. Mm -hmm. I'm not, cherry's not, not my favorite, but I'll eat it. So, so is cherry below apple as in if you were picking between the two, you would pick apple, but cherry was good. Or is it below apple as in if there were other desserts, you would probably pick other desserts over the cherry pie entirely. I don't, I'd almost put cherry in D. Yeah. Yeah, if they had like eclairs there or something, like those little those little frozen ones yeah. that they thaw out and they have come in a bucket. Oh yeah. yeah. I'd probably take that above the cherry. Or take that above a lot of stuff. You like things that come in a bucket, do you, Dave? Yeah, that's how I usually eat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um is chicken pot pie, does that really count on the list of pies? Somebody put chicken Wild pot card. pie on the damn list. Of course. Somebody. Um, I mean it I guess it is technically a pie, but it's not a dessert. <laughs> Who eats chicken pot pie after they've eaten dinner? <laughs> For Thanksgiving, we just had a bunch of turkey. How about some chicken? Okay, well let's. I feel let's like this. It. I feel like this has to go low because this is a list of pies that you eat for dessert. These are Thanksgiving and I just put it pies. The bottom. Yeah. I'm not gonna eat. I'm not gonna eat chicken pot pie for dessert. Jesus. I might. I'm. I'm <laughs> like. We, <laughs> we we go to like McDonald's or something, and we'll have a we'll have like a Big Mac or something. And she's like, "Can I get a Sunday?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, I'll get a cheeseburger for dessert." Okay, <laughs> I like here's savory. A, here's a true confession for you: When my mom was was sick, I ate an entire family sized chicken pot pie like by myself. That's comfort food right there. It it was totally comfort food. You know what? Just based on that alone, instead of putting it in F, I'm going to put it actually put it up to the bottom of D. 
right. It actually got bumped up a notch because some people are just psychopaths. All right. <laughs> uh, after chicken pie, we oh chocolate pie. So oh, chocolate. That's good stuff. Chocolate. See, when it comes to cream pies, I don't know if I prefer those over fruit pies. There's a lot of nostalgia. But my parents would make a ton of cream pies. You like cream oh. pies more than fruit pies, eh, Dave? Damn it. All right. Um, chocolate pie. So it okay. So first of all, is chocolate pie better than than regular apple pie? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's above that. Is it better or worse than apple crumb? I would probably. I'd put it below banana cream. See, I'd put it above banana cream. But it's going to be in that area. The apple crumb. So, it, so it's below apple crumb, but it's in solid A tier. Yeah, I think so. We have a lot of A tier going here. Well, yeah. It's going to happen. It's we got pie. three fatties to do this damn segment now. <laughs> where we are. Fair. All right. We're gonna, I'm going to put it above banana cream for now, but we'll, we'll basically say that's like a tie. Right. Um, coconut cream. So I hate coconut. Coconut <laughs> makes me vomit. So is it the flavor or the texture? Oh yeah, we discussed this. <laughs> so actually, if you if you want to know a funny a funny little side story, so there's a few things in this world that it doesn't even matter if I like them or not, they make me throw up. So do you know the orange juice Sunny D? It's not even orange juice. It's, oh it's yeah, that's just, something. It's just cancer. Yeah, Sunny yeah, D. It's something weird. Sunny D makes me throw up. Uh, Doctor Pepper makes me throw up. Do you like doc- diet Doctor Pepper? I don't, I don't drink them at all because so I actually do hate them and they make me throw up. Um, <laughs> cheesecake makes me throw up. Really? Oh my gosh. That's terrible. And I like cheesecake. It's kind of like a, I can eat it and say, oh, look, I'm enjoying life. And then I would die. I guess that's kind of how it is for like allergies and diabetics and stuff. Like oh that. yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, and then coconut. I'm, I know that's I'm down with coconut. List. Yeah. I like coconut. I like right. coconut as well. Is coconut better or worse than apple pie? Better. I would say it's for to me it's better. I'd probably yeah. put it there. I would probably make that the first one in that right there. Yes. Yeah. Okay, in the B. Okay. So it's 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 not it's not a premier dessert, but it's in the yeah. top half. Okay. Um what's after coconut cream? Key lime. Key lime pie. Tangy. I would put key lime pie at the very top. It is my absolute favorite pie. Oh, so you think this is the best pie. People. That is the best pie. Um, I like it a lot. And if he wants it to be S tier, that's cool. Okay. Well, I'm I'm defaulting to you guys because I've never even had key lime pie. Mm. Yeah. So My stepdad used to make it, and he had a very, very good recipe for it. I used to have a producer that wanted to make uh, key lime pie uh, – flavored goat products <laughs> of course you did. The goat products yeah you know i'm talking about sherry of course that's right oh um yeah. all right after key lime it's lemon meringue lemon meringue i pie. don't like lemon whoa mm. yeah well we we got a whoa from dave dave what yeah. do you think about lemon meringue i, I like it um is it probably better le- than apple pie you can put it with it I would say. I, I probably like it better, but because Mike doesn't, so it's going to drag it down a little. Okay. We'll put it right below apple pie. I'm all right with that. Um, peach. I don't, even, I don't know if I've ever had a peach pie. I yeah, like a good. peach pie. It's probably better than apple. Yeah. Oh, I'd put it up there. I'd put it up there in the uh, B. 
yeah. man, the, the, the people watching that are like the classic American traditionalists are like, how is everything better than Apple? Y'all are a bunch of commies. <laughs> That's because um, we started with the Apple crisp. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Um, what, what do we put in B? Uh, the other one in B is uh, coconut cream, I think. Oh, okay. I'd put it in front of coconut cream. I'd put it. Okay. There. Yes. Right there. All right. Uh, and then we have pear. Ew. I've never had I've it. never had pear. All right. To, I imagine to it'd be, be good. <clears throat> to be fair so that I don't get hate mail, instead of putting it in F, I'm going to put it in never had. <laughs> so that, now you don't, don't yell at me. Uh <laughs> Pecan. Is it pecan S-tier. or pecan? Yeah, pecan is S tier. Is it pecan, pecan or pecan? I say pecan. Pecan pie. I make one every Christmas. Yeah, I demand pie. one every Christmas. <laughs> but is it is it right below key lime? For me it is, but Dave may have a different view on that. Yeah, it would be above for me. So just throw it up there and, and we can have our, our S tier right. picks. And... Okay. Uh, pumpkin. Pumpkin pie. Good stuff. I like a pumpkin pie. Yeah. Okay. Above apple. Above apple. Yeah. Above coconut. Yes. So it'd probably be above peach. I don't yeah. know if it, where it would if it would fit in A somewhere because I think it would. Man, that's like a staple. It is. Okay. Well, we'll put it. I can't even see. Like people are watching me do this because I'm trying to look around the damn monitor. All right, we're <laughs> gonna put it in A. I hope that's in A. Is it in A? It is in A. Yeah. Okay. It's at the bottom of A because. It's having to compete with these, you know, neo-age all-stars like crumbs and chocolates and everything <laughs> else. Um, rhubarb. Never had it. I've never had yeah, it either. I, I couldn't even I tell you what so. it is. It's it. I think it's like Fig Newtons, ain't it? Isn't it, isn't it a little bit tart? I think it's tart. Yeah, I don't know. Never had. I couldn't You know, say. this only got put on the list because uh, the official pie expert of It's Too Late, Celeste Annis, said we had to include rhubarb, and now every panelist said, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've heard of it. I've I mean, heard it's of like it, a too. strawberry rhubarb. To, yeah. to be fair, I'm going to put it in the never had so that I don't the rhubarb lobby doesn't write the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> strawberry. Strawberry pie. Going to pull their sponsorship. Uh, yeah, along with Mother's oh. Wax. That's right. For me, Probably. that would be. I like strawberries, but I don't like strawberry pie. I would actually put it below apple. Okay. And I, I would have put it just above, but it, it can go in C. It's definitely better than cherry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's we'll fine. put it in C. Notice, folks, as we're coming down to the last one, all the fat asses on tonight's show didn't put a single dessert in the F tier. <laughs> they're 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 all going in our bellies. <laughs> Heck Eat- yeah. That's gonna <laughs> be right. a big plate. Last but not least, sweet potato pie. I think I've had it. It's like pumpkin, right? Yeah, it's very much like pumpkin. It's it's in fact it's difficult to differentiate them. B above apple or C below pumpkin? I'd put or it A below. Above. I'd put it below pumpkin just because if you're gonna have that kind of pie, I'm gonna have pumpkin pie. Yeah. Okay. Well on based on that, then I'm gonna put it at the top of B as opposed to the bottom of A. I'm good. Right. Good with that. Wow. All right. Nice spread. That we did. Like everybody it. get their screenshots. Yeah. So take your screenshots. Let us know in the comments below why Mike is hate. wrong about everything. Remember, <laughs> it's this is not me. I don't even like pie. We're gonna have to do a cake list 
for me to have any say, I think. Cause I, I feel like anybody who doesn't like pie is most likely a communist. <laughs> well, better go ahead and just close that down then, I think. Um, all right, uh, Mike, you want to come back for the later part of the show? May I? Yes, you may. Let's do it. Um, guys, we're going to be back with the meme of the week and the viewer mail right after this commercial break. Don't go away. Hey, Dave. Yes, Alan. What time is it? It's time for Meme of the Week. And for some reason, when I pointed my gun at him, he shot me. <laughs> you know you know, Han shot first, right? Okay. See, I was... I knew that yeah. face. Yeah, it's Greedo. Right. It's Greedo. Yeah, okay, yeah. New, yeah. But I'm just I'm just making sure just for everybody at home. Yeah. Han shot first. Yeah, I don't care what Disney did to it. We all Yeah, know. there's only t- there's only two types of people. There's people who understand that Han shot first and there's you know like <laughs> Holocaust deniers. Those are the only two people. Um, Same category. Yeah. But we do have a bonus meme. Check out the bonus meme. Can't wait mm. to abolish the CIA when I get home. That'll do it. <laughs> oh, that, that'll do it. That's right. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it will. History has taught us that. Um, we have to get a move on on things tonight because we've we've tried to fit a fifth segment into this four segment show. Basically, so let's yeah. go ahead and answer the viewer mail. Such a satisfying sound, isn't it? Mm. So good. This guy likes cream pies, by the way. He said that on my show. He said that on my show. Okay. Um, Ryan Seifert writes, Dear Alan and Dave, Is lasagna a casserole? (laughs) You know what? The thing Mm. is, Ryan, is that a casserole is a single, cohesive, one-dish meal that is baked. Yep. It's a pretty broad... Lasagna is a casserole. It is. Yeah. I'm we're I'm gonna have all you guys over for some lasagna casserole. Just you wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if that basically means like baked ziti is also a casserole. Yeah. Which it yep. is. Yeah. Wow. Pretty, Thanks, pretty much anything in a pan in the oven is a casserole. I'm surprised Ryan was able to give us such an interesting question when he was out there like torching car lots and throwing lighting dumpsters on fire and everything else it's amazing busy guy um jonathan caranza writes dear alan and dave 
Are the Black Friday rushes to the doors going to outdo the Travis Scott stampede? <laughs> All right. So we would never make light of a tragedy no. on this program. I'm sorry. I could almost say it without laughing. Um, no, it won't. I think I think mm. that there won't be a lot of Black Friday rushes this year because no one has any money. So, so there you go. Um, Can't afford to drive there. Yeah. Uh, Elam Stoltz writes, Dear Alan and Dave, you guys killed the serial uh, tier list last week, so does that make you serial killers? You see, you know whose fault this is? This is Andrew Avery's fault. Because, yeah. you know, because he's just, he's just paraded through this program for <laughs> years now with his, with his nonsense puns. And he's, this is like a copycat killer. Yeah. This is a copycat punter. That's what that is. Um, but Dave is a serial killer. Uh, Logan Denny writes, Dear Alan and Dave, would you rather be accused of being BLM or being a neocon? Dave, would you rather be accused of being BLM mm. or being a neocon? I'd say people are going to hate this. I'd probably BLM because, you know, there are there are some people with the good heart in it. And then there's the people that co-opted it for their own political reasons. I mean, I guess I'd take that. Ain't no neocon. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is, this is one of those things of, well, are you talking about BLM, the organization yeah. or BLM, yeah. the movement? That's how I took it. <laughs> yeah. Is that, that's how you take it. Is it Dave? Oh, man. all right. Um, I would rather, actually, I'd actually rather be accused of being BLM too, just because the accusation would be ridiculous and I would laugh at them. But if they called me a neocon, <laughs> I would, I would shoot them three times center mass and claim yeah. self-defense. That's, oh, it's, it's aggression to call somebody a neocon. Um, there. yeah. Lyle Durio writes, dear Alan and Dave, do you know where I can find a deal on a turbo man toy? He's, that's a, that's a pop that's a pop culture reference there by oh. old Lyle. I thought we had to Google um, something again. Yeah, I mean that I think that movie's like mm. like twenty five years old or something now. But by Mississippi standards, that's new. Like Oh I didn't, yeah. Yeah, like Forrest Gump just came out in theaters in Mississippi. So So after you're done roller skating, you're gonna go hit the, the theater and check yeah. out Jingle yeah. All the Way. Yeah. Jingle All the Way, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Derek Trustell writes, dear Alan and Dave, is it worth going out for Black Friday deals if it falls on a riot? <laughs> I think I mean, the discounts are better. But you know, the places where riots could or would happen are not places that I go to do shopping because those are the places where everything costs too much anyway. Right? Yeah. Like, just, just go down to Mississippi and then you can, you can catch, you know... <laughs> Um, Shakespeare in Love, and then, and then buy a Furby. <laughs> Is that the, what they're known for? I don't. Even, I don't even hate Mississippi. I just, I just, you know. Actually, I do hate Alabama, though. <laughs> so, there goes all of our Alabama viewers. Oh no! <laughs> People from Alabama don't have computers, Dave. They're not. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Mary Lynn Willimowski writes, Dear oh. Alan and Dave, whereabouts do you whereabouts? Whereabouts <laughs> do you squeeze on the tube of toothpaste when putting it 
on your toothbrush. Assuming for this scenario that the tube is at Ugh. least half full. I like how really this have segment, to bring this up on the show. I I love how this segment has turned into Mary griping at you <laughs> passive aggressively through the show. All right, Dave, whereabouts do you squeeze on the tube the tube of toothpaste? It's not me. No, um, I don't think I'm obviously squeeze from the bottom, but it doesn't really matter as long as every once in a while you put it like on the like a corner of a wall and you take your toothbrush from the, the bottom and just push it to the top. And then it's like a whole new tube at that point. As long as so you, you reset it every once in a while, it doesn't matter. So you so you don't like roll it up as it empties? No, no, that, that ain't going to hold that anyways. I used to put like a chip clip on there. Like one of those pinch you like the. Yeah, I was going to I was going to try to market that. TM and and then you and then you found yourself a producer of libertarian podcasts. Why? Yeah, I figured this was more lucrative. Yeah, it you probably thought right about that. Um, <laughs> Lyle Durio writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, do you have? Didn't he already ask a question? Didn't I just yeah. answer a question? Yeah. Whatever, we'll do it anyway. Do you have a favorite Thanksgiving dish? Well, we just did a whole segment on pie, but I don't even like pie, so that that doesn't even count as my answer." What Dave, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? I should have thought about this. It, it, it's like when it, it mixes all together. It, it It's like the whole dish. You need the, the mashed potatoes and peas and turkey and stuffing all kind of just kind of get blended. But yeah, that uh, single green bean casserole. All right, so true sociopaths just put their whole <laughs> dinner into a blender and blend it up and drink it yeah. like Dave Willemowski does. Um, yeah, it's like a, like a bowl. So I like the stuffing. So there you go. Didn't we answer that question like last week? What? Because I, I specifically was, remember saying what I just said, talking casserole. about the stuffing. Yeah. yeah. It was um, what, what dish is new or something like that? Because I remember, I don't know, something like that. These people. These people. Mm -hmm. uh, Andrew Avery writes, Dear Alan and Dave, was Kyle Rittenhouse justified in disarming Gage? How do you pronounce that guy's name? Gross, gross Krauts? Gross Krauts. Oh, I've never tried to say it out loud. Dear Alan and Dave, was Kyle Rittenhouse justified in disarming Gage Gross Krauts? Disarming him. I see what he did there. Yeah. You know, Andrew's puns have gotten really dark lately. Have you noticed that? Is everything okay at home? This is like the third or fourth in the row that had something to do with, here's a pun, oh, by the way, that guy died or something. Like, yeah. Um, he was justified, actually. Yeah, the in, jury said so. That. Yeah, the jury said so, and so there you are. You know, they were banning people on social media if you said Kyle Rittenhouse did nothing wrong, and now all those people are coming back now and saying, oh, well. Yeah. I mean, you know, democracy. I, I don't know. Do um, I get my profile back? No. No, nah, that's right. figured. Uh, Adam Skosen writes, Dear Alan and Dave, do you perform your own vehicle maintenance? Dave, do you perform your own vehicle maintenance? I'll do... I was going to say I'll do basic stuff. Like, I'll do brakes on my own. But at, at a certain point, it's like I don't have the time, and uh, I, I, they'd probably do a better job than me, and I can just go to work and pay for it. But I've, I've done a lot of weird stuff where I had to go onto YouTube and look up videos and change out like a blower motor transistor or something. But for the most part, I, I try not to unless I can't figure out how to explain it to the mechanic. 
honestly, I wouldn't even drive myself if I didn't have to. <laughs> This like I went I went into being a late night host so that I could have a chauffeur. That's yeah, it's out yeah. of oil. Okay, time to get a new one. The the chauffeur or the car. <laughs> That's all right. Um, and finally for this evening, Chris Mallard writes: Is it true, or dear Alan and Dave, is it true that the older you get, the less impact a life sentence has on your perspective? Mm. Chris, no, I think. Yeah. Chris, are you are you are you threatening to do something that might get you a life sentence, buddy? Are, is everything okay? Um, stop it. Get some help. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Whatever it is you're planning, don't do it. But if you are gonna do it, make sure to get yourself and it's too late with Alan Mosley mug or T-shirt, and make sure you're sporting that. It's a beautiful mug. It is. At your trial. Yeah. Check that out. That was actually given to me by uh, Derek and Celeste. And They're the and best. my and my repayment for their kindness is to call them out during the pie chart and mm -hmm. make fun of them. Yeah. 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 You know, you would say that this is why the show is going down the twos, but actually our views and downloads are all up. <laughs> The Told worse you. I've they, been they to the it. audience, and the more tier lists we've done, the higher our views have gotten. <laughs> this used to be a serious political show with Ron Paul and such. Yeah, we had Ron Paul. Yeah, we had Ron Paul. And now look, what? now we have pies. Look how and far Halloween you've candy And JFK. Look how far he went. So, there you go. Uh, guys, we're going to be back with Mike Meharry of the 10th Amendment Center right after this commercial break. Don't go away. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. Guys, welcome back to the show. Our guest this evening is the National Communications Director of the 10th Amendment Center, as well as the host of the God Archie podcast, making something like his 11th appearance on the show to talk with us about OSHA mandates and so much more. It's Mike Meharry. Mike, how are you doing, buddy? You know, I'm hungry now with all the pie talk. Well, okay. In our defense, in, in episodes past, we always do the tier list at the end of the show. Like, that's kind of like our finale before we send it off. But we had to fit it in at the beginning of the show because we just don't have enough time for all the dumb crap that the audience wanted to see this week. And so we shoved it into the JFK segment. I mean, naturally. <laughs> so. Anyway. Yeah. Mike, on December 4th, of last year, December 4, 2020, Joe Biden said in response to a question about vaccine mandates, quote, no, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand it to be mandatory. So we're going to start there. Uh, what changed? I, I, I'm, I'm floored <laughs> that a politician <laughs> lied. Yeah, I know. It's it's unbelievable. But to, to give to give people a little bit of uh, a little bit of background background here. 
Um, there's a difference, of course, between federal mandates and state mandates. And right. now there have been a variety of states that have handled the pandemic in uh, looser or more strict ways. But we haven't really had to worry about a federal mandate until quite recently. This is true. And then, so then Biden rolls out this, this threat of a federal mandate, and then the question becomes, well, when is it going to take effect, and how is it going to be enforced? Now, the win, the win is a little bit up for debate because um, it was, I guess it was supposed to be right after the first of the new year, but now yeah, it it's like currently— November something. Yeah, but now it's currently in a stay— Right. Because there's a big court battle going on. But the how was going to be OSHA. So so we're I'm going to turn it back over to you right there for, for that. Um, exactly just for people who have been living in an absolute bubble or for, for lucky folks who have never been any type of contracting or construction who have no idea who OSHA is. What is OSHA and how exactly was OSHA going to be involved with a vaccine mandate? So OSHA is your federal agency for workplace safety. It's like what? Occupational Safety and Health Administration, I think is what OSHA stands for. It's yet another unconstitutional alphabet agency uh, that shouldn't exist in the first place, but we live in a post-constitutional world, so it does. And uh, basically what it does is it enforces workplace safety mandates that come down from the federal government so you know you have they have things like they regulate ladders and uh you know toxic uh chemicals that may be in the workplace uh you know they want to make sure that there's proper railings all of all of these things that have to do with workplace safety now you might somebody might be saying well mike how can you object to workplace safety well i don't object to work safe place safety i object to the federal government doing it because there's no constitutional authority for such things and it's really ridiculous to have a federal agency mic micromanaging something like workplace safety. Now, now, some people will say, well, Mike, people say, well, Mike, a lot. Well, Mike, there's the Commerce Clause. The federal government has the uh, power to regulate interstate commerce. Well, that's true. But, you know, as with so many things with the Constitution, the federal government, the courts have effectively changed the meaning of the word commerce uh, from what it meant when the Constitution was written and ratified. Commerce was simply meant to regulate trade across state lines, not workplace safety and health and all of these things that the federal government does. So we have this this agency. And I guess, you know, I'm sure that the the uh, legal scholars in the White House and uh, in, in Washington, D.C., you know, they had to think long and hard. How are we going to justify doing this vaccine mandate? Well, People have to go to work and they might get coronavirus. So therefore, it's an issue of workplace safety. So logically, OSHA should regulate it. And so here we are. Now, so OSHA theoretically is going to be the, the regulatory piece of, of enforcing this mandate. Right. But I was just reading in, a, in an article very recently that was that straight out of the horse's mouth where they were saying, well, let's be honest with ourselves here. OSHA doesn't have, when I say OSHA doesn't have the manpower to police this action, I don't, I don't mean they need to hire, you know, even 50 or 100,000 new regulators. It's not possible. There's right. so many millions of more workplaces and potential violations than there could possibly be uh, federal inspectors. 
that it's it's just simply incomprehensible for them to do it. But whether it's this particular mandate or whether it's a variety of other federal actions, how would OSHA go about enforcing it? Well, it it's it wouldn't. And it's interesting. I've got I've got the numbers. OSHA actually had a personnel problem even before they rolled out this vaccine mandate. So um, OSHA has roughly 770 inspectors. There are about 1,200 inspectors that are state agents, but effectively have been deputized and, and work for OSHA. So, uh, you know, basically you've got a little over 2,000 uh, or so um, inspectors that are working to enforce OSHA regulations. There are over 7 million workplaces wow. in the United States. So do the math. And people that have actually done the math will tell you, and again, this was, this was out even before we had this mandate, it would take 164 years for OSHA in its current configuration to inspect all 7 million businesses one time. So it's crystal clear that there is no way in the world that OSHA uh, could possibly enforce this mandate if you know, masses of uh, companies just said, we're not doing it. What they're depending on is that, number one, the threat alone will be sufficient to cow people into complying. And number two, and there was actually a CBS News article about this, they plan on relying on snitches to enforce this mandate. And you know what they say about snitches, right? Snitches get stitches. Um, but in all seriousness, they they expect that, you know, Karen who sits in the cubicle next to you and who somehow knows that uh, Mahari didn't get vaccinated, uh, she's going to call up and, and tattletale. And, and that way, the OSHA inspectors won't actually have to inspect. They'll get tipped off when companies are not complying and then they'll be able to enforce these massive fines. And again, they're hoping that the threat of this will be enough to get businesses to comply. And, and sadly, I think in a lot of cases, that will probably be the case. So you you think sadly that'll be the case and or be the case in a lot of situations. I I but, don't have a lot of faith in my my fellow human beings. Okay, but the, so so this but this whole situation really mirrors what happens in so many other sectors and with so many other uh, mandates, which is that the federal government relies on cooperation from state entities in order to right. enforce it. And and so uh, there, there's kind of that popular phrase of you know without the enforcement all of all of that trumpeting from Washington are just bad ideas from evil people. But none of them really have any sway over you or me unless our neighbors, our employers, or our state and local governments are right. tag teaming. Um, but it it sounds so simple when you put it that way. Well, in that case, we just won't do it. They'll say right. it, and we won't do it, and that's the end of it. But but so often that's not the end of it. How do how do the feds go about uh, pressuring or incentivizing or disincentivizing uh, state and localities into enforcing their will? Well, they oftentimes use the uh, the carrot and stick approach of federal funding. So you'll have a lot of state governments that are afraid that if they take action against the federal government, they'll lose uh, you know, certain amounts of money that are flowing into the state coffers. But the truth of the matter is, it really tends to be more of a political uh, situation than anything else. Uh, if you have states that 
your state legislatures are pretty much aligned with the Biden administration, they're certainly not going to stop cooperating with uh, federal enforcement. If you live in a red state, uh, it's far more likely that your state legislature will take some kind of action. And we're starting to see this action percolate up. Uh, we've had a couple of bills that have been introduced, um, I think one in Idaho, um, and, and then also I think in Florida, uh, where they're starting to make moves toward uh, refusing to enforce these, uh, these mandates. And I think when the state legislatures actually get rolling, which will really happen uh, in January, I think you'll see a lot of states that, uh, that will put up resistance against the mandate. So in my view, really, if, if to, to stop this thing, it's totally possible because as we've already established, the federal government can't enforce it themselves. So it really needs to be a two-pronged attack. It needs to be one, States and localities can refuse to enforce it, refuse to inspect, refuse to take the phone calls, um, and, and just not cooperate in any way, shape, or form. And then the second really is a matter of human action. It requires people being willing to say, you know what, I'm not going to be cowed into uh, allowing the federal government to force me to do this, That whether it's getting vaccinated or you know whether it's um, uh, employers – you know, just saying, well, I'm not doing this. So it's kind of a two-pronged approach. State and local action and human action is really what is necessary. But this can be stopped. And we've seen the effectiveness of this uh, with, you know, even the uh, the air traffic control and weather issues that uh, Southwest Airline experienced, which we all know that wasn't <laughs> what it was, was what that was. Um, you know, there are enough people who don't want to do this that can effectively uh, put a lot, create a lot of pain for the federal government. In fact, I read something the other day. I, I think uh, I think it was in uh, Long Island, New York. Uh, one of the hospitals there is shutting down their emergency room for the next uh, month because they don't have enough vaccinated ner vaccinated nurses to uh, to treat the patients. So, um, you know, that human action has a lot of sway, uh, and and it, you put some state action or local action on top of it. Um, I, I think we really could put a lot of pressure on the Biden administration to back off of this. So I'm a little bit optimistic about that, is, even though I'm not terribly optimistic about, uh, you know, my fellow humans. All right. On that note, Mike, stick around. We're going to be back to talk a little bit about uh, waging your battles in court versus doing it closer to home right after this commercial break. Don't go away. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Uh. <laughs> work, I'm just glad you did it instead of Mike. I thought that we were going to have like a tag team uh, on that one. Uh, guys, welcome back to the show. We're, we're going to move in, uh, try to fit this in before we run out of time. Um, so the, the mandate gets announced. There's a little bit of conjecture about if there is actually technically even a mandate because I'm, people claim that they can't even actually find anything on the books. Funny how, uh, people, people making threats and actual laws are two separate things, but not even getting into all that. Then court of appeals says, or excuse me, the court says, no, no, no. 
we're going to put a hold on that because that that sounds flagrantly unconstitutional. Which I mean, if a federal court is saying something unconstitutional, it must really be <laughs> unconstitutional. <bad>. <laughs> it must be really bad. Uh, and then the appeals court said, "Yeah, we're going to uphold the stay for now." And all the right wing and the conservative is cheering. The courts have come to save us, Mike Meharry. But you're saying that that's not the end of the story. Well, I'm skeptical that the courts will ultimately save us. Uh, the circuit where the um, the stay was um, introduced, and I actually read the opinion. It's actually not bad for a uh, for a federal court, federal judges. Uh, they actually talked about commandeering. Um, you know, it made the point that, it, uh, you know, where does the federal government get the power to commandeer private employers to enforce, uh, you know, some kind of mandate? Uh, and then they talked about the Tenth Amendment issues. So it was a pretty solid opinion. But it happens to come out of the most conservative circuit in the federal judiciary. And so what they've actually done is uh, they're going to take all of the lawsuits and they're going to stick them together into one big lawsuit. And they're literally going to have a lottery to determine which circuit hears the case. So, I mean, you know, we could get up there. What is it? The Ninth Circuit or the Twelfth Circuit? The one out in California, you know, that that is about as hard left as you can get. They're going to uphold a vaccine mandate. Ultimately, of course, it's going to go to the Supreme Court. And I just don't have any faith that the Supreme Court is going to side against the government. They almost always uphold government power. Now, you may get lucky. That's not a game of roulette that I really want to play. I know for a fact if the state and localities withdraw support, if we don't cooperate with I know for a fact that'll stop it. I'm skeptical that the uh, politically connected lawyers at the Supreme Court are ultimately going to say, oh, no, 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 Joe Biden, you can't do that. They might. But I doubt it. I don't think that's the best strategy. Running off to the government to stop the government, eh, that's an iffy strategy to me. And yet that's what the conservatives, that's what they're screaming for. In fact, I wrote this article about the importance of state and local action and, and this, this idea of human action. And we actually got angry emails from Republicans saying, you need to focus on the court cases. This nullification stuff isn't going to work. Ah. And, uh, you know, that's exactly what they said with Obamacare. We don't need to do nullification. We'll just go to sue in the courts because this is clearly unconstitutional and there's no way the courts are going to uphold it. Well, on that note, I want to I change gears really quickly because we're almost out of time. There, there's been some debate lately on the topic of um, this this is sort of like a principled absolutism versus incremental sort of kind of conversation to be had of the pros and cons of state and local governments banning certain activities from private businesses. Now, in a vacuum with us having no other conversation about what it is that's being banned, we generally as as, as folks like us would say, well, I don't really want to tell private actors what they can and can't do with their own money, with their own business, with their own in their own homes, whatever. Uh, on the other hand, there there have been states that have moved to pass to sign executive governors that have signed executive orders, states that have passed bills in their state legislatures to say we're not basically we're not going to allow 
uh, critical race theory. We're not going to allow uh, mask mandates or vaccine mandates uh, enforced within our state borders. We're not going to allow it. It's not even a matter of forcing it to happen. We're going to force it not to happen. Now, and, and I understand the two sides of the debate, one side being, well, we're not about force. You're not about coercion, and if they want to have a mandate for themselves, maybe they should be allowed to. On the other hand, I understand the argument of, but these people, they're, they're, are, they, are they even private actors if they're, if they're enforcing the regime's will? Uh, uh, Michael Recknewall refers to you know big tech companies that do the exact same thing as governmentalities. You're really you're in bed with government. You're you're helping the Biden administration get what it wants by enforcing its mandates for them. And, and then there's state and local government saying no 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 we're not going to let you do that in our state in our town. Where do you fall on that? I am very much a principle guy over pragmatism. Because we all love it when the government does something that we agree with, right? You know, uh, we're we're excited if the government, you know, the state comes in and says, you're not going to enforce a vaccine mandate in this state. We know, yay, we love that because that's the policy that we like. But these same people were pulling their teeth out back during Bake the Cake. And there's no difference. So. My philosophy is you want to limit government power whenever possible at whatever level possible, because at some point, the power that you give them today to do something good is going to be turned against you. And 99% of the things that the government does are bad. They're detrimental to liberty. They're detrimental to your pocketbook. I feel like that we ultimately need to stand on principle. Um, or else we're going to get buried by uh, by government. That's you know, and I know there are people that d- that will disagree with me, and and I you know we can have a respectful debate. I understand where they're coming from, but I think it's very much an issue of you're cutting off your nose despite your face when you get in bed with government trying to stop government. Well, there you go. I'm gonna we're out of time, so I'm gonna leave it at that. So I'm gonna withhold my opinion. So if anyone's angry, you just just go on Twitter. It's at mmahari tenth. Let them know what you what you think. <laughs> or you can um, email me at michael.mahari at tenthamendmentcenter.com. There you go. Well, I, I I don't know, man. I fo- follow Bolden on Twitter. I know what he does with people's angry remarks. <laughs> uh, he he lets everyone else hear him too. Uh, Mike. Where can people uh, go to get more information from the Tenth Amendment Center and from you personally? Well, I would uh, very much appreciate it if folks would head over to TenthAmendmentCenter.com. That is all spelled out. And uh, there you will find the, uh, the history and the meaning of the Constitution. And you will also find all of the activism that we're working on. So as, uh, as these bills begin to uh, be introduced in various states, you'll be able to follow that at the Tenth Amendment Center blog. Um, you can also, if you're interested in uh, the relationship between government and the church, you can check out my site, godarchy.org. And I'm going to let your listeners in on, you're going to get a sneak peek at a special that I'm going to be running for Black Friday. Ooh. My book, right. Constitution Owner's Manual, which you may not may or may not be able to see in the background the real constitution the politicians don't want you to know about. If you want to learn about the constitution, I highly recommend this book because I wrote it. Uh, but it, it goes through the various clauses uh, of the constitution, the principles behind the constitution, the history, and in a very 
logical and and I don't want to say simple, but uh, in a in a way that will help you understand what the Constitution originally was supposed to mean and say. Um, so you can check that out. Go to constitutionownersmanual.com. And on Black Friday, there will be special pricing on Amazon and from my own website. So you'll be able to get that. If you want to give something to your friends, give them the gift of knowledge. I happen to know for a fact that that makes an excellent audiobook. It does. And it was read by this guy. It was fantastic. I mean, can't imagine any yeah. better reading of this book. Wonder whatever happened to him. I think he went the way of Chris Cantwell. I'm not sure. I I, I don't know. Yeah. I hear he's doing some some late night show or something. Yeah, douchey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, on that note, now you know where to follow Mike Meharry. Go send him a key lime pie. In the meantime, we're going to be back to wrap up the show right after this commercial break. Hi guys, it's Alan here, and I want to take a moment to let you know about one of our supporters who started a new business. Laura Moreau sells 50 different health and wellness all-natural products, from weight loss, supplements, energy enhancers, body toning, longer and stronger hair, and so much more. Do you like coffee? Well, they even have coffee that'll help you drop some pounds. And who doesn't want to drop a few pounds? Go check her out at her online store at lauramoreau.itworks.com today. That's lauramoreau.itworks.com. Like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash TV. You can follow me on Twitter. Twitter.com at TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash TV. Don't forget, you can find us on Odyssey. Go to odyssey.com, search for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley or Alan Mosley TV. If you're more of a listener than a watcher, get us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice thanks to Anchor FM. It's anchor.fm slash Alan Mosley TV. Dave, do you have a final thought? That was really good. I really enjoyed that show. Um, yeah? It's kind of neat producing because I'm forced to actually watch the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But I really enjoyed it, and I, I like the idea of, you know, the, the hope that it gives me that if everybody just did a little bit, we could get out of this. I love uh, that's that, that might be the best review this program's ever gotten. One time <laughs> I was forced to watch the whole thing and I liked it. Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of It's Too Late and we will see you next week.